Welcome to the final episode of this season of Talking to Trine about sensitive superpowers. I hope this podcast has helped you feel more comfortable, confident, and empowered in your sensitivity. That has been the overall goal and aim for these conversations that we have been having for so many months by now. And this episode is a perfect place to leave it for now because today's guest has a very interesting and uplifting view on how sensitivity can be used for us to step up as leaders. Because if there is one thing everybody seems to agree on, it is that the world needs more sensitivity. It needs our sensitive superpowers. So it's time to step up and let your HSP flag fly freely and proudly. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back. I am ready to have another of my favorite conversations. And today I'm talking to Melissa Hollands, and I'm so happy you could be here with us today. Thank you. Yeah, it feels like a wonderful space to have these conversations about what we're like, our gifts, and how we find our way in the world as a as a highly sensitive person, or as I was sharing with you, a highly soulful person is what I, I like to call it. Yes, yes, yes. And I really like that term. So if you would start out by telling us a little bit more about yourself, and maybe we can get back to that, or maybe you're gonna tell us about it in your introduction. Certainly. So I felt like the stork dropped me off at the wrong house. And mm. I have a feeling that might resonate with some other people. Oh, yes, um, I think it might. Just <laughs> I was the youngest person in age in my family. And um, I, felt, I felt this inner wisdom and observation from a very young age that, mm. that wasn't really welcomed. You know, it was, mm. it was talked about as shyness, introversion, um, you know, why are you crying if something upset me? Um, so perhaps not attuned parenting or nurturing that I was looking for as a child. Mm. Of course, I couldn't verbalize that. Um, my parents did separate when I was young too. So then I, I went into my inner world even more. Yeah. And, and that really led me to the seeker's path when I was 18. I thought mm. there's got to be more information out there to live this life that I just, I know somehow is available. Yes. I knew that there was leadership out there that I hadn't had yet. Mm. And instead of sitting back and sort of accepting what I was given, I thought I'm going to go out and just have experiences and learn. And then that really has still been the trajectory of my life, you know, 20 plus years later is learning, seeking, understanding. Mm. And it's led to it's led to quite a transformation even in my my family, you know, my childhood family, my, my mother and father really being able to step into leadership, which is an interesting concept because I don't think a lot of 
empathic or highly sensitive people consider themselves leaders. They might be inner leaders, but they don't see themselves as outer leaders. And I feel like that's a big missing piece for us is to be able to lead and express ourselves by feeling safe and not judged. And some of that's just our own inner dialogue. Yes, absolutely. I'm starting to to realize that a lot of the limitations I have felt, I might have picked them up from someone else originally, but I'm the one who's kept it alive by telling myself, oh, I can't do that, or no, I'm not like that, or whatever it is. So so I think you're absolutely right. And I'm I'm really impressed that you had this sense so early on and stuck with it that there's there's more to life because I I recognize that I always mm, I think I always sensed it but I wasn't as aware as it sounds like you were it was just this sort of ah this can't be it more than I know there's something better out there for me so well if I could speak to that (laughs) what I what I had found was that I saw things that other people didn't see. Mm. So whether it was my connection with animals, my Mm. desire to be in nature more often than other people, my desire for quiet, my love of beauty, whether it was in music or movies Mm. or art, um, there was a richness to it as well as the, the difficult part of feeling misunderstood. And, and, for me, I can share that came up in some victim mentality. I can call mm-hmm. myself that. Um, and, and that's not how I wanted to operate, like being a sponge for criticism, like everything I heard is criticism or mm-hmm. like feedback instead of going, oh, that's interesting. And of course I can observe that now and people may mm-hmm. be in this space and it really is a transition. It, it's a transition where you, where you just feel like, you know, I don't want to feel this pain when someone's giving me feedback, it yeah. might be, it might be uh, in a non-constructive or loud, mm-hmm. or it might be in a way that we don't like the delivery, but it's like, can mm-hmm. I hear the message? Because that's about the stepping into the leadership part is like, can I hear what they're trying to express? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that it's helpful to think of if someone heard me that way, when I was younger, that would have changed my life. That's, that's fine. It's past, but I can do that for someone now, perhaps um, a coworker or a boss or someone who's like acting kind of disgruntled instead of just Mm -hmm. saying like, check your own energy at the door and don't bring that into my space. Mm -hmm. um, You know, sometimes there is a time for that. You can listen to the underlying need of, wow, like I'm just, I'm, how's everything going for you? Like, did you need someone to listen to you? And that way you Mm -hmm. can, you can ground yourself and like, you know, bubble up your own energy where you become, you become a listener instead of a sponge. And yeah. it's sometimes it's just that little transition in our minds of, of who we're being in that moment that allows us to feel powerful or allows us to feel drained. And we get to make that choice. That's how powerful it is, is we can choose instead of feeling energy vampired. Like where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's very interesting and especially connecting it with leadership. Um, I have sometimes wondered when sensitive people have uh, complained. Uh, I, w- I was in a couple of groups on Facebook where, where being a sensitive 
or a soulful person was mostly a problem still. Um, and, and there's this, oh, this person was sort of mean to me or this person sort of threw up all over me sort of verbally with all their stuff. Emotionally and, barfing is what I call it. Yes, <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> and, and I was like, because to me, I think one of the gifts of being sensitive is yeah we we feel that when people do that but because we have this understanding of of people and and how our inner feeling is reflected in how we express ourselves i i like what you say about sort of having that curiosity and like mm, what's going on for you since you're saying things like that that i know that no happy balanced person would ever spew at me yeah, so I think it's, I think sometimes we've, like, we've armored ourselves up as a protective mm -hmm. measure, because mm -hmm. when we had these feelings, we didn't know what they were. Sometimes yeah. they weren't encouraged, they weren't understood. So we decided the safest thing to do was to put on the armor, mm -hmm. put up the barrier and take care of ourselves and do like live in our own world, yeah. create our own home environment, maybe have a challenging time living with partners or kids or whatever, because mm. they can disrupt our environment. And like, yeah. we've told ourselves certain things. If I can control my environment, mm. things feel much safer. And that is a strategy. And it did work for us when we were younger. Mm. And perhaps we needed that to survive our childhoods. Yeah. Um, but as a, as an adult, that doesn't serve us any longer. It makes it makes people unapproachable, mm -hmm. um, not open to learning. And, and from, from a bigger perspective, it, it stops our ability to share our gift, right? Like mm -hmm. if we're not living in joy and understanding mm -hmm. and working through hard things, you know, people aren't attracted to us. They don't go how, like, it, there's no questions of like, what are you doing? I noticed that you're so positive lately and you've gone through some challenging yeah. things, but you're remaining positive or we're not, we're not sharing our gift that way of, mm. of our ability to transmute energy, our ability mm. to listen to people, our ability to go into nature and just feel cleansed and like rejuvenated mm. again, our ability to, you know, have a really bad week and then just go for a quick dip in the lake. And all of a sudden we're back, you know, uh, this is a gift. A lot of people, it takes them months and years to kind of get that energy out. Whereas we can, we can ground ourselves by walking bare feet on the grass mm -hmm. and it's very potent for us. And, and so I think it's really important to, so this is what I think of it as flying. Like, you know how they, they say fly your freak flag. I say fly your HSP flag. Like yeah. let's not keep this a secret anymore mm -hmm. of how we care for ourselves, care for the environment. Yeah. We're being called to come forward to share. You know, we're experiencing yeah. some negativity and pushback in the world. Mm -hmm. That is the world saying, we need you come step yes. forward. Yeah. And so I want to encourage people to do that where they feel safe, but yeah, there's a bit of an edge to it because this mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. We haven't learned how to operate this way. And, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, that's actually who I help is, is highly sensitive people, mm. empathic people step into their abundant life because we tend to minimize things, right? We tend to yeah. minimize our career goals, money and wealth. Mm. We tend to minimize our, um, 
our, I want the word isn't stance, but our, like how we are in relationship, you know, we might let someone else lead us in relationship instead of being the leader ourselves. We may be a a highly sensitive parent and have a non-highly sensitive child or, or even more highly sensitive than us. Like, you know, we need, so, so we're so needed in all of these areas and we tend to, we tend to be generally healthy, but we might have some nagging health issues, mm. um, a, a chronic issue perhaps because our bodies are sensitive. Mm. Um, my sensitivity to food has allowed me to become an amazing restaurateur in my lifetime. Like I've worked yeah. in restaurants. I'm a sommelier. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these sensitivities, yeah. but someone's wearing cheap perfume. Oh, like can't stand it. So, you know, there's, there's the beautifulness and then there's maybe the dark side to it. Yeah. The dark side's fairly small and can be managed. So thinking about these gifts and how we can use these gifts. Mm-hmm. And if more people like us had money, what better people to have money in the world and to yeah. share it yeah. and to circulate yes. it. Right. Yeah. And so it's this, it's coming into this new paradigm of thought of how mm-hmm. powerful this person really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> to, to all of that. And I, I was thinking so many things along the way. And one of them is that I think we as sensitive people are front runners in a sense, like you're saying that the world needs us. And I think sometimes we are the canary in the coal mine as well, because if it wasn't for us, I mean, uh, who would change our workplaces to be more inclusive and uh, kinder to, to us and, and let people work from home and be more considerate in many ways? And, and I, think, I think that is one of the, the gifts that we bring to the world as sort of a group of people or a label or whatever. Um, I think we, by, hmm, by what seems like our limitations, they have to, in, in trying to live life with that, we have to change the outer world to fit ours better. And I think everybody benefits from that. Because like you say, if more people get to be aware of nature and get out there and, and sense it and feel it and maybe maybe things like food or chemical scents that people who are sensitive to that are the ones saying hey do we need all this stuff in our food and in our products couldn't we be without them because we have to be without them and then by eliminating some of that by eating cleaner and more healthy maybe that benefits everyone who weren't suffering from the old ways but is that making sense yes so what I hear you saying is like becoming the spokesperson for people right so um you know whether it's empathic or highly sensitive Mm -hmm. people we make up about a quarter of the population so 25 percent of the population Mm -hmm. because we don't you know, put our hands up and ask for things or demand things or whatever, like anything in that arena, Mm -hmm. that means a quarter of the population is really not getting served. And Mm -hmm. I mean, served in the workplace, served in Mm -hmm. families, served in the community. And generally speaking, they have great ideas. They can see ahead, like they can see the future really well. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
And they also are aware of personal satisfaction and not just mm. their own, but say, for example, in the workplace, there wasn't an adequate lunchroom, for example, or it was cold or halogen lights or whatever. And they just said, you know, I'm wondering if we have a budget to renovate the lunchroom a little bit, maybe mm. put in some softer colors and some seating that's a bit more comfortable, whatever. Mm -hmm. If they actually said that, that is going to provide enjoyment for the entire office. Absolutely. Um, as well as perhaps asking for flexies to work from home or mm -hmm. like they might think it's actually self-centered, but instead yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a spokesperson for the yes. whole environment. Yes. So I think this is the switch in our brains that we need to understand is that mm. it's not self-serving. We are actually speaking up for the entire population. And, yes. you know, even with food, if people aren't liking or enjoying the food that they're having, it means they're numbing their feelings. Yes. And so if we can heighten that and bring that back somehow, mm -hmm. you know, we're creating enjoyment. So it's not just about food, but we're creating enjoyment. Like I love, I love looking forward to my next meal. It's actually one of my pleasures in my day. And I, you know, when people say, Oh, I didn't have anything to do last night. I was like, mm -hmm. well, you had to eat something. You could have gone to the grocery store and gotten like local seasonal stuff, pulled out a recipe book, turned on music, mm -hmm. cooked something, like spent two hours making that meal that you never have time for. Like, yeah. what do you mean you didn't have time? To, like you didn't do anything. And so these pleasures can be brought to people's attentions so that they tend to steamroll over. Like we tend yes. to stuff down feelings, whether mm -hmm. we're tired, um, maybe we're feeling joyful and we even feel guilty admitting that we're feeling excited or we had a win or celebrating mm. because we're thinking of everyone else. And so that shift of that, that actually serves everybody else. And that is actually the leadership we're being asked to step into. I think that's, again, this, you know, message that I keep hearing from everything is that they need more of us. They don't need yes. less of us. Yes, absolutely. And I like to think that we are, are moving in the right direction, that possibly more of us are becoming sensitive or aware of the sensitivity that we that we have um you said something early on i think it was uh related to this sense of knowing that there's something better and and i think of it sometimes as not being willing to settle or not even not willing to but because of our sensitivities we cannot just live with the old ways of doing things sometimes so sometimes it's not even a choice and, and I think some of us who we would say, oh, they're not as sensitives or as sensitive, I think maybe, maybe they could be, maybe they were, but were shut down harder than we were, or maybe we were more stubborn in, in holding on to know there has to be more, life has to be better, I cannot compromise who I actually am, where I don't know if, if, if that's just wishful thinking or. I, I understand what you're saying, Trini. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think there are some highly sensitive people that have turned off their sensitivity completely because it hurt too much for them and they didn't yeah. know what to do about it. Yeah. And they appear to be a very judgmental, angry person. Mm. And it's funny because they're highly sensitive as well. Yeah, yeah. And this has been their strategy. Um, and, and it's important to recognize that because, because it allows them to come back into an environment where they can feel themselves again. And mm. that it's not, 
it's not a burden, you know, it's not a burden, it's a gift. Mm -hmm. And it is about being present. So that's what I'm saying. If you notice that aggressive person at work or whatever, they're actually probably highly sensitive, but it hasn't been managed in the best way. Yeah. So, so to be able to call them back into it by Mm -hmm. saying, by caring, right. They're they're Mm -hmm. just like, what they're saying is I've been told I don't matter. So I'm going to say something really loudly and aggressively because then I feel heard. Mm -hmm. And so they might do that. But as soon as you say, I like, I just feel like something's going on here. Did, did, did you want to have a five minute chat or can I take you for a coffee or something? Then you can see them literally their eyes, their shoulders, everything changes. And they're like, Oh, I, they wouldn't, they wouldn't verbalize it this way, but I matter is what runs through the body. And that's a gift we can give to so many people. Mm. And that was probably the gift that we wanted when we were younger. So we know how powerful that is. Mm. And so we also have to stand for our fellow highly sensitive people that have armored up. You know, we have to, we have to let them know that's not by leadership. Again, Mm. there is another way you can do this. Um, and, and show them that way. Like, wow, you're having troubles with your kids. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. Mm. Like, I really appreciate you sharing. That sounds really stressful. You know, how are you coping with that? That is such a loving, kind thing to say that they may not get from anybody else. So it's really important that we, we do take this armor off and we do start to hold, I call like over boundaries, I call them containers. Cause again, I feel like boundary is a word where it's like, there's a line here because mm-hmm. boundaries demarcation. And it's like, yeah. this is, this is my line. You don't come over here. I don't go over there. Like, I feel like it, again, it's a bit, it's a bit of an aggressive word. And so I yeah. feel like containers yeah. is a much better word to describe how I like to use boundaries. Mm. And that is, I'm filling myself up for this moment. And then I can transition, I can transition Mm -hmm. to another moment. And so that allows us to hold space for being the parent, being the employee or the boss, Mm -hmm. being the partner. Sometimes we get overwhelmed by roles. And if we can put them into containers Mm -hmm. with transitions in between for us to shift from, you know, holding space for this to holding space for that, to allowing also ourselves to have space held for us. You know, sometimes we, um, this is, I would say very common with couples is I want to share a feeling with my partner, Mm -hmm. just like I'm feeling really exhausted today. And if he starts to go into, well, you know, you stayed up late last night or, or, um, fixing mode. Yeah. Or like, well, you should do this today, or maybe that means we're ordering takeout, it's still my job to hold space and say, I just wanted to share that feeling. So Mm -hmm. it's not to blame them. Like you didn't hear me just sharing a feeling (laughs) don't need you to do anything. Um, I it's helping people. It's teaching people about us and teaching people about others. So that's again, what I'm trying to grow here Mm -hmm. with, with leadership, with HSPs and empaths is that, that that's a much more powerful way to be with someone instead of like you weren't listening to a thing I said, which is an easy. We all know where it goes from there. Downhill fast, doesn't this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I like the leadership in it because I think you're right that it's time to 
switch things up and and grow this perspective that being highly sensitive isn't a weakness that there is a lot of strength in it and and as you say being the examples role models holding the space by being who we are openly and inviting others maybe to to be as well and and that's part of what i want to do with this podcast by sharing the stories so that others out there feeling weird different or alone because as you said there's there's almost a quarter of us so we shouldn't feel alone how how can we when one in four or five people we meet is like us but that's because we have as you said not raised our hands we have been quiet we have been trying to fit in and be more like the others and and it's time to take back our... we've been in the closet <laughs> yes, yes yes getting getting yeah. out of this soulful or sensitive closet i think that's that's what we need to do and, well, and, and owning it owning it is powerful right yes. it's not and owning this is powerful and you know i think it's powerful that um, when you're at a staff meeting and they're talking about changes, you can see someone over there is feeling uncomfortable or has mm-hmm. something to say and not saying it. And that you can say, um, hey, Gina, did I like I saw you, you put your hand up or you went like you look like you wanted to speak. Yeah. Did you want to say something before this finished? Mm-hmm. And they might say, no, I'm good or whatever. But we notice these things. We see people shift in their chairs. We see them roll their Mm -hmm. eyes. We see them feel uncomfortable. We see, we get so many messages from people all day that we can, we can use it as an assisting tool. And I mean, not, not to call them out or embarrassed, but like, Hey, you know, even to say, Hey, are you feeling okay? Or are you, um, are you, did you have anything to add to that? Like you can mm-hmm. ask open-ended questions because yeah. we see these signs all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll never forget. Um, I was with my partner and we were having dinner with someone and he was, he talks a lot. Here's the, the other funny thing. He's, he, his style is promoter. So he's very, he's got a loud voice. Mm-hmm. He, he talks a lot. Um, he's very confident. Like, it's kind of funny that I've paired up with this person is what I, what I thought. Right. And he was talking to someone at the, uh, a client or something at the table and, and I could see them just losing steam. Like this was Mm -hmm. going on a bit too long for them. So under the table, you know, I gave him the old like nudge, nudge. Right. And, and he didn't feel me or he didn't stop. So like, then it turned into almost like kicking him under the table. Right. And then it turns into him saying, why are you kicking me? And I just thought, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, this is so on HSP of you, right? <laughs> I saw their signal. I gave you three signals that I escalated and, you know, and, and that was when I wasn't fully in my power of saying, mm-hmm. I could have said something like, Hey, I've, I notice, you know, you feel like you got your answer to the question or whatever, or yeah. like I could, I could have jumped into the conversation instead of yeah. saying nothing. And just using my observation Mm -hmm. tools that I've always had. So this is what I mean by stepping into it. There's so much power in what we see. We need Mm -hmm. to start putting some voice to it. And Mm -hmm. that can be challenging and that can be difficult because we've, we may have gone 30, 40 years without using our voice. We may be an adult parent and Mm -hmm. have children that are 25 and realizing that we want to use our voice now, Mm -hmm. but we have we have adults on our hand or perhaps 
Um, we want to, we want to talk to our parents this way and our parents mm -hmm. are 70 or 80. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there are some, there are some ways to frame it and some mm -hmm. ways of being to get into that again, feel really aligned with still being mm -hmm. this kind, authentic person, because what's interesting to me is when we go inward and we start thinking about ourselves, that's actually selfish. You know, it's funny because we think of, I'm not going to say that because I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want to mm -hmm. speak up or I don't want to feel criticized. That's actually not the best thing for anyone involved in that environment. Yes. Yeah. But I understand it feels that way. Mm -hmm. And I understand that sometimes the language used can feel that way too, but there is a way to shape shift that so that it actually serves everybody. And that feeling of serving everyone, even if it's a hard conversation is so rewarding yes. and so life-changing, mm -hmm. not just for you, but for the people surrounded yes. by you and even your boss or other people that you don't think you have influence over necessarily. Yeah. 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 That is such a good point because I think a lot of us have been telling ourselves that, oh, we don't like conflict or, oh, I was, I was too afraid to say that because I didn't want to hurt anybody. Um, and that might be a part of it. But I think that if we are aware of the benefits, as you say, for everyone involved, I think nine out of 10 times as a sensitive person, doing the right thing will actually outweigh our own personal discomfort in the moment, at least with a little bit of practice is, is my feeling. So, so absolutely, if we can turn that, that little moment around to, instead of being like, oh no, I can't hurt their feelings by, by saying that that's not my place and all that, into realizing that, yeah, they might not love hearing it in the moment that we're telling them, oh, I'm sorry, do you, are you aware of that or whatever? But in the bigger scheme of things, it would definitely help and make a difference that we own who we are and let others know. Well, our, our inner dialogue tends to be really strong because mm -hmm. of our sensitivity. We have a lot of conversations with ourselves. Yeah. And the challenge with that is that sometimes we hear something that is not the way the person meant to reflect it. So yeah. even by just reflecting the event that's happening, not even mm -hmm. saying what you're feeling, this, that, just say, I heard you say, you know, you are wanting me to start to come into work early or to your partner, I'm hearing you say that you don't want to go out on a date this Saturday, or you just reflect what you're hearing without mm -hmm emotion but just like mm. check the yeah. check the commentary because so much is misunderstood and a lot of it is what goes on in our head and what goes mm -hmm. on in the other person's head so just repeating yeah. what um you know what they said like or, do I have this right you you're wanting the xyz and they might go mm -hmm. oh no 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 that's not what I want at all mm -hmm. they may have even said those words but once yeah. you repeat them back they yeah. realize they might have sound abrasive or mm -hmm they may have sound unkind or what, I, like it allows, it allows the person time to, to share if there was more or that was what they meant and clearing up that space between us and the other person is so profound. It really is actually easy. 
And it, I would say it alleviates about half of the problems that come up for us because we have clarity now about yes. what's going on. Yeah. I really like that. And my final question is sort of about what legacy you would like to leave or if you could, you know, give the gift of insight of something important to, to every sensitive person or something you would like to change in the world, what would that be? Such a great question. The legacy that I want to leave is how powerful being this highly soulful person is. And I think of it as a pebble. And so I started the pebble with my fam. Well, I started the pebble with myself. Mm. I started teaching myself about this mm. and connecting with these powerful, empathic, sensitive people, like leadership, right? Seeing mm -hmm. them, learning how they did this, learning how they reframed their own lives, their own stories. And then started with me. And then it went to my my family of origin, my mm. father, my sister, my mother. Then it went into my family that I live in now with my kids and my partner. Mm. And even, even I have a wonderful ex-husband, even him, you know, and yeah. so it's like the ripple effect of how this goes. Mm -hmm. And now I help, um, I help other empaths and HSPs mm. learn how to step authentically into their power. And then, you know, I do, and I do this, as you know, when you put media or podcasts out there, your intention is to reach that one person that needs to hear it, you know, yeah, that one person. Yeah. And so I keep rippling this out mm -hmm. and, and media lives on, you know, media, mm -hmm. someone might be listening to this podcast five years from now. Yeah. So this is the energy and the power that we have. And mm. that's what I think of is just that one person each day and the ripple effect and that turning this into really a gift because mm -hmm. it has been thought of as a dream, like even getting mm -hmm. energy vampired, right? That yeah, language, yeah. Yeah. instead yes. of just saying, oh, that's interesting. I noticed I absorbed their energy. I yeah. wonder if I could create the energy and they could absorb it. How powerful is that to reverse it, right? Mm. So yeah. just reframing how powerful this really is mm -hmm. and that's why I love we're even doing this because, yes. you know, 20 years ago, the empathic, highly sensitive person would have just been having these thoughts in their own head, in their yes. own couch. Yes. They wouldn't <laughs> be coming online to do this. So no. it shows that we're stretching and growing mm. and that we're changing the evolution for our mm -hmm. kids. We're changing yes. our genetics. We're yeah. learn we're we're getting the the sensitive person to speak up and understand mm. that it feels safe. And there's a way that they can do it that feels like their own. It feels good to them. That is truly powerful. And I hope you will share your links with us so I can put them in the show notes. If someone's sitting out there listening today or in five years thinking, I need more of that sensitive sense of leadership in my life. So if they want to reach out to you, we will put a way to do that in the notes. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. I've got, um, there's lots of information on my website mm -hmm. and I offer 45 minute sessions for mm -hmm. free. That is called what's possible. And oh, it is the exploration beautiful. of what is possible mm -hmm. for that person and seeing yeah. if, 
this is what they need and that this is what is going to work for them right now. Mm -hmm. And that is a gift that I, again, another pebble that I put out that I like to share with everybody. That's as beautiful as it is generous. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for being here. I'd like to think that we put out another pebble right here. Thanks for having me, Trina. And just this, this format is really needed. And I just wanted to acknowledge your courage for doing it and serving, mm -hmm. serving all of us out there. Oh, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. You as well. This was Marlisa Holland talking to Trine about sensitive superpowers. I hope you enjoyed listening in.